Go Loyal Locals podcast, live from Stone Liberty Station. I am Drew Steck. I'm here with a couple different folks who are great relatives and are local fans. Uh, and in front office as well, or, you know, the, the guy who sells you your tickets over here, Weston Bray. What's up, man? Good to have you. Uh, not much. I'm very happy to be at my first uh, Stone SD Loyal watch party. Yeah. I was up in Oakland really? during the uh, during the last one, which is the first one we had this season. So Banner very, Protector, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Protector of the banner. Starter of the chance, along with uh, yes. our great El Presidente, Scuba Steve. But, uh, yeah, no, fantastic atmosphere. Good to be here. Great to get three points. Yeah, man. Tony thank you for helping produce and, and running the show here so we, we wouldn't be able to do this night without Tony Sanchez thanks man no thank you and uh, thank you to uh, the great Chiva who allowed this to happen because again it's his pocketbook that is funding most of this equipment so uh, thank, thank you, you Chiva, Chiva from uh, Two Balls and a Mic thank you My Godfather Chiva you, you, are, you are the man so uh, <laughs> and you're welcome anytime on this, this podcast of course as there's always a carpet rolled out for you a Chiva red carpet because uh, he likes Manchester United. Disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Let's talk, yeah, good stuff happening today, right? Yeah, when they yeah when they don't win, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. For us though, today we did win. This was uh, quite the game. So we're doing this as a reaction, an instant reaction. We, we haven't really done a lot of these, but we're really wanted to react to this and kind of get people's feeling. And that was a game. That was the game that we've been waiting for. I think we've talked about it on this podcast a lot is having a game where we really just mull over the opposition and push them over a bit. And tonight kind of felt like that. It never felt in doubt, really. The, the second half, for sure. The first half felt a lot like the uh, Oakland game midweek, true. I'd say. So, you Very know, it's, it's good to dominate a second half. It's uh, good to have a guy like Tumi Moshibane come off the bench and kind of take over the offense that was, wasn't was really clicking in the first half, but uh, looked dominant and looked like we looked like a team that far ahead of them in the standings in the second half. And I can't say we I can't say that about the first, but uh, that's three points. So that's it feels good to be where we're at. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, do you want to go in and say, hey, you know, was it an injury that Douglas Martinez came out for to me? Was it a tactical reason? Because when he came in, you know, Drew, you mentioned it. Like, this is going to be important. And right as soon as he came in, that's when San Diego Loyal Sports, as we have a Bye, Taylor. live audience here at Stone Liberty. Yeah, they, we offered for them to be on the podcast, but they're not. There's thousands of people back here. You can't see it, but they, it is just the room is filled with people waiting on bated breath. We actually told them not to clap because we thought that it would mess up the audio. So that's part <laughs> of what's going on here tonight. Medium. Yeah, exactly. So, but Douglas Martinez, he mm-hmm. d- he didn't look great. He kind of got yeah. he went down in a heap yeah. early on, and so obviously something wasn't right after that. But it just his runs, kind of his presence, mm-hmm. felt like it was just a little bit out there, and he wasn't finding the right space. And so when Toomey came in, we know that he's a space eater. He's some guy. He's like somebody comes in with tenacity. Tumi's tenacity. Uh, say that ten times fast. You, you know, look, this is this is three away matches in a week. This is. You so you wanted to save him. I don't. I don't think the plan was for him to come in at all. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but at the same time, like squad rotation is going to happen. It's not always a bad thing. It's nice. No, it's exactly. nice to be able to have that option. And be like, okay, maybe we were saving him for next week, but we need him. Let's get him. And maybe Douglas will be back and ready to go next weekend in LA. I mean, that would be helpful. Speaking about squad rotation, no Austin in the lineup today. Right. So uh, very Austin, interesting. So that was incredibly interesting. You know, Austin's been killing it in goal. Mm-hmm. He is that safety net in the back. The play comes out through the back, starting with Austin. 
Austin Guerrero. So yeah. the fact that he wasn't there, you can tell the defense was a little shaky in the beginning. Uh, what's my man's name? Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, so he, he didn't look incredibly comfortable back there. I know he was coming in his first game uh, out there, but he had a couple of chances where he should have gotten rid of that ball a little earlier, got us into trouble, and, uh, you know, might have been the jitters. But you can tell that uh, Yarrow and Stoneman just didn't trust him that much where usually they turn and give the ball over to Austin. They said, you know what, I'll just try to figure this out myself and wasn't always the best because they just get the ball out of the their own third, but then it would just land into a Las Vegas possession. So little little concerning there, but overall, like it, it was it, it worked out, right? Yeah. It worked out. It was it was the right player at the right time. It was mm-hmm. I think the sub of the year. I think that I haven't seen a sub where a player came in and pretty much took the game over and changed the tide for us from when they came on to when the pressure just kept mounting in that direction versus what Toomey did here which was really impressive just to see him kind of create that space. Guido had been doing a great job of kind of creating space on his own, but there's really nobody to link up with or kind of run a through ball into. And the second Toomey came in, he gave that ability for not only Elijah to be able to find better people with his crosses, he was kind of getting the ball in that space all day, but finding people who are actually going to be able to carry the ball into the box and carry it into um, into the goal. That That's really what we were missing. And so Toomey being on the ball and having people like Guido um, being with it tonight, I think that both of those guys are, are definitely your stand-up players. That's who you'd like to see playing well, and um, you, you hope to get Martinez back. But new keeper alert, right? Yeah, so yeah. What, what do we and think? Yeah, you know, I'll say that I'll say this for Dylan. I, I agree. I agree with what you said, Tony, about uh, how maybe Stoneman and Yarrow were a little bit more inclined to take it themselves yeah. and less likely to go back to him. But at mm-hmm. the same time, he he looks like he knew what he was doing back there. He looked mm-hmm. like he was ready to come out for balls that were on the edge of his box. He was aggressive with it. And then even in the first half, he had a very Austin Guerrero-like distribution ball that set Augie William all the way free down the, down the pitch. And mm-hmm. if it weren't for a honestly lucky tackle from the Vegas <laughs> center back, we probably would have scored there. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that uh, I thought that was promising. And I think... Uh, I, if, if you're going to be down a Trey Muse and you have to rely on a guy like Guerrero, it's nice to know we have a man on loan from the MLS ready to take take the reins if necessary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it. Oh, I was going to say to that sense, it does seem like sometimes these MLS players aren't really ready in some ways to see how fast mm-hmm. some of the players at USL are. I think that they think that because they're from that level that – Talent's gonna be, you know, oh, just a step behind or whatever. And it did, it did feel like he was surprised a little bit by the angles some players took. But he did a good job of cutting them off, and he did a great job of making the goal as big as he could, um, or as small as he could, you know, with his, you know, kind of bigger frame and, and yeah, stepping yeah. in there. So he he did a very good technical job. It'll be interesting to see how he grows with our style, with our ability to play out the back and, and running those balls in. Again, as we've talked on this show before, Austin is just one a special player at getting the balls right. to other guys' feet. And it's just, you're going to fall off when he's not the guy doing that. But mm-hmm. it's nice to know you have that second option, especially as you're going into the playoffs and you have a lot of these games coming up where it's just going to be a ton of, you know, game, 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 game to have that backup in case you have a knock against Austin. You want to get his knee right or anything like that, you know, that, that would give us that option. So it's, it's good to see. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's easy. It's uh, I, li- I like what you said there about guys coming from the MLS not necessarily being ready for the USL. Like, can, you can do it in an MLS training camp, but can you do it on a baseball field in Las Vegas? Exactly. Like, <laughs> with, a wavy, with a wavy, wacky, inflatable <laughs> tube, man. With, and a llama, like, Behind 40 you. yards from you. Exactly. Like, you know, it's a different atmosphere, a different environment, and yep. I thought he was up for the challenge, you know. Yeah, let's talk about that pitch, man. That pitch is terrible. I don't, I don't like that field. It looked like the grass was like three inches tall. The ball yeah. doesn't move the, where it passes. Usually yeah. at Torero, that, in that nice Torero carpet that gets watered half in, in, <laughs> in, 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 
uh, at halftime, you know, mm. the ball just flows and those passes, those through passes get there. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the ball was incredibly slow. The play was incredibly slow. So maybe that's something that they play, you know, it's a tactic for them. But it, it's interesting just to, you know, notice those little things where usually Loyal would be a little bit more sure with the small passes, the triangulations. Those just weren't working here and there. And Cutting it back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that, that takes a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of the game for San Diego Loyal now because they are that possession team. In the first half, they dominated with, I believe, 63% possession, uh, percent possession, yeah. but not a lot to show for it, uh, typical in, in, in a Loyal game. Yeah, it's kind of our style yeah, yeah, sometimes. And that's, yeah. that's where, as, as you were saying, it did feel like that in the first half. But let's go to – oh, no, he fell off. We, oh, we, we're going to have a special course, but now he's gone. Yeah, Steve, Steve from Vegas he was going to join us and give minute. us a pitch report and let us know about that pitch. I think he was trying to find a space to do it, but I saw him for a second there. Yeah, it was there. On, on pitch – you know, it's, it's something that we see as far as like baseball fields go. A lot of baseball fields in this league. Totally. Uh, I saw it firsthand when I lived in Memphis and was going to 901 FC games. And then we see it when we play Tacoma as well. You know, it is what it is. You wish you wish it could be better. You're always going to have that bump going from the outfield grass into the, the turf on the infield. And then like it, the guys are used to it, though. They're ready. Absolutely. You would think. I mean, coming from like they, I, I assure you that our players would rather play on that than what they have to deal with at Laney College in Oakland. Yeah, and that's and that's what you at least hope that there's a professional maintenance. But even in the desert, there's only so much you can do with grass, right? That's and fair. that's that's a certain point of it where I think it, it looked like they were growing it out, kind of like an old guy, kind of like my hair. Sometimes we're growing it out, <laughs> growing it out to cover a spot. It's kind of what the field felt like a little bit tonight. And so it felt a little long to where it just anytime that a ball went out, normally at Terraria, as you're saying, a balls will run out the end. That just wasn't happening tonight. Right. It's any ball that got to the end there, somebody would cut it back and throw it back at us. We have somebody who wants to jump on here, somebody from a uh, hopefully more watch show than ours sometimes, but uh, <laughs> somebody who uh, who also has a Super great radio me. show and just great opinions. Darren Smith sliding in here. Wow. Slide on him, man. Who needs Steve? Yeah, this is slide on over. But yeah. Go? You can have you can have my mic. Here okay. you go. Do you want to share a mic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this video too? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. Live on YouTube. Yeah, oh, I'm in there. Look in by the goalie jersey. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two green green keepers. Sharp. I know. I got uh, also the locals kit tonight. Right. I oh know. yeah. Awesome. You, nice like delivery that? by the way on Match Day Live. That was that good. Was, it ended up being a good good segment. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you didn't get too many people turning out. Well, we're going to submit that for an award uh, <laughs> when Drew came on Match Day Live. So, yeah, we look forward to that. I, didn't I like our chances. I was pretty proud of myself. We haven't sworn once on that show. I, you'd has Corey? We were told, uh, Corey has not. He has off air. Okay. But we were sort of told, you know, hey, do whatever comes natural. And swearing does come natural, but we've not done that one time on Match Day Live. Because, because you guys swear like sailors on unnamed Yes, yes, we yes. do. Sometimes it's like the second of word of the podcast. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So this is fun. This is great. I mean, when you have to not swear for three hours every day live, you know, yeah, you right? just kind of have to get that catharsis out. Well, you got to, you know, you got to make up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at yeah, it. Yeah, 1,000%. Know, so. Exactly. Your mouth is moving that much. Yeah, you got to get the right words in there. You guys cuss point, here, though, right? We Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, although there is, there was a child tonight who reminded me that he follows me on Twitter. So that was always nice when you get a 12-year-old who's like, I follow you on Twitter. And you're like, great. I am. Uh, that is fantastic. 12-year-olds so are on Twitter? I figure they'd be on uh, whatever the next I thing know, is. right? I think he's, a, he's old school. Or, he's an old soul. Yeah. I like this kid. He's, yeah. he's good. He's a good kid. He's an old soul. He follows people on Twitter. <laughs> we, we have 12-year-olds that have soccer podcasts here in San Diego. We do. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's, 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 that kid's going to take all our jobs one of these oh, days. Yeah, yeah, he's starting young. But it, it, was, it was a fun night. Well, the vibe here was great it was really just kind of chill a lot of people really wanted to come watch a game but it was it was really nice to have this space and, and everybody together and 
Really nice. We couldn't be in Vegas. Hopefully we're going to get a report here in from uh, the folks there here in a minute. They're saying goodbye to the players, I believe, right now. Um, which is really nice at the, at the stadium there, but they're going to give us a little match report from the stadium. So Yeah, what's the status of the people who've been in Vegas? Jordan and I were wondering about this earlier. <laughs> That's what we wanted to figure we're out. Like, is it like straight hangover? Or like, Is it one of those kind of like debauchery trips where all hell is broken loose how, and people how, are just finding themselves in compromising situations or what? How far is Cashman from the Strip? I think that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, not that far. It's closer to Old Town. Yeah. So you want to go to Fremont Street, it's much closer to Fremont mm -hmm. than it is to the Strip. And I would recommend that. The only time I went to Cashman, we went out afterwards to Fremont, which is you know maybe 10 minutes or yeah. so. Yeah, and like Strip's anywhere there, you can away. take a taxi. It's not yeah. too far to where if you have a taxi on the Strip, you're not yeah. going crazy, but it is... It is one of those things where it seems like they were out till like one or two a.m. last night. So what? Yeah, definitely, That's it. They, uh, yeah. We'll find out. I don't <laughs> know. Just like people don't go out till one, two a.m. in you, Vegas. You don't go home in Vegas. No. You never come back. If you come back to your hotel room, that wasn't a successful <laughs> trip. I've always heard. I think this was a Ted Lasso quote where Coach Beard said, "One night in Vegas." Great. Two nights in Vegas, perfect. Three nights, right. too much. Too much. Yeah. too much. And that's how I, I've always felt about it. So I think hopefully everybody gets home after this. This is the second night, I think, for a lot of them and enjoy. But it's it, we'll see if we can get a report here coming up. The the one thing I noticed tonight, too, was just the ability to pour on goals. We haven't done this before. Our team creates chances. We always get in the box. We feel like, hey, we're up 2-1. We should be up 4-1 or 4-2 uh, in the case of what happened here tonight. And where do you think that came from tonight? I guess that's kind of my main question is versus other games. Is it just that Las Vegas is LLLLL? Or do you think it's one of those things where we're clicking in a good way? You don't even have Blake yet back. You don't have certain players. Obviously, not Guerrero starting in goal, so it's not 100 of what you'd pick. Um, but we still did a great job of just getting where we wanted to be tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the season statistics against Vegas, 13 goals, four, five against. So some of that is your opponent. But it's not like Tumi Moshibani has only scored against Vegas. He's got 10 goals on the season. I mean, that's good enough for – we were just looking it up, 10th or 11th in the USL Championship. And he came in off the bench because Douglas Martinez Jr. got hurt. And as a matter of fact, when I bounce out of here and Jordan comes in, number one, you got to get Jordan to drop up Tumi time times two, which everybody <laughs> loves. And then number yes. two, he talked to Landon. And he said, what's the difference with Tumi Moshibani, who's got 10 goals this season? And I'll let Jordan tell you what Landon said, but it has to do with confidence. And if you saw Tumi earlier this year, you said, man, I just, you know, all the talent, but he's got to see the ball going in the net. So, you know, obviously having a weapon like that, your club's all-time leading scorer come off the bench tonight 100%. in the 38th minute, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's part of it. And obviously some of it is, is Vegas. They're terrible. They've lost 10 straight. They haven't won in 11. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was nice. the right opponent at the right time. When you saw time. that in the ESPN app, it was like L, 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 L. It yeah. was all L's. Yeah. It I mean, was it's like, the right opponent at the right time, especially yeah. when, you're, when you're playing back-to-back -back away. It's always funny to me when Vegas has, because they have uh, betting sponsors, it's always funny to me when they have to post their odds pre-match. They, yeah. they, they play Phoenix, and it's like, hey, the odds for tonight's match, presented by Las Vegas Lights, we're plus 700 to win. It's like, really? You're going to tell everybody that? That's, ugh. Yeah, and yeah. after, you know, after 20 minutes, they were like, maybe. <laughs> no, not so much. Also, our uh, statistician, Sean Kelly. You guys know Sean. Shout out, He's Sean. The best. Shout Absolutely. out, Sean. He, uh, he dropped this one on us tonight. This is the first time in club history that Loyal found itself in a losing position in any away match and won. Yeah. yeah. First time ever away trailing in any match ever 
and figured out a way to win the match. And again, is that Vegas? Probably. You know, that's probably a big part of it. But Luck it's also, be a loyal tonight. It's also an important yeah. thing because it, you know, it popped up Wednesday night, falling behind against Oakland. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a nice – I bet you none of the players knew that. We didn't do it last season, like, didn't at, all. at all. So, that's the thing is this season it was a trend where Sean pointed out to me the first game we came back to, he said, this is the first game we've ever won that we didn't score first, right? And mm-hmm. so, I think that's, that's a running theme with this club is – it's all the right things you want to check, right, in terms oh. of the boxes going into a playoff run that you'd want to say, we've done this, we've done that, we've gotten rid of this bugaboo or this thing, and it's, it's, a, it's a good place to go. Bugaboo. Now nobody can remind you of that, that right? Like if yeah. you find yourself trailing, it's like nobody can remind you. It'd be like, hey, by the way, did you know that you never? Yeah. Okay, well, actually, no, we have. Yeah, we know? did it. And it still also speaks to how young you Vegas, we are. I bet you Phoenix has, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's who you're looking at and saying, if we want to beat those guys, we got to do this stuff. Yeah, and, and it might happen, you know, the way that, I mean, it's too early to talk about postseason matchups, but – you know, you might be facing one of the best goal scorers in the USL, yeah. the way it is. So, you know, it's it's possible, you know, that you could find yourself in a situation like that. So it's just a nice thing, like you said, Drew, to just check the box. Yeah, man. Yeah. So how are we feeling? You know, we do have a couple of players coming back, right, from injury. We have Jack Blake. We have, um, I mean, I mean, I want to just say Jack Blake in a sense because you can put him anywhere and he's going to make a huge impact. So now it's going to be a big decision for Nate and Landon to see how they manage this lineup coming forward. Because if there's any negative results, it's going to be because of this lineup is what people are going to blame. If there's positive results, it's because of lineup. But they have to choose correctly. Do we have faith in them for making that right choice right now? Ooh, like this tonight? Yes. Yeah. They, they made all the right decisions, right? And it's hard to take certain games they just haven't subbed correctly. I do think with Guido playing the eight role, it mm-hmm. solves a lot of problems, yeah. right? What they had previously was if you didn't have Colin out there, Charlie suffers, right? And Charlie can't play Charlie's game. And now with Guido, you have another option. So at least you have one of those two guys. And after you, if you put all three of them out, you get a very interesting midfield. So I do think they've cracked something here in the last three, four weeks with Guido moving to that eight and still having offensive presence and still scoring and still winning that if Jack Blake comes back, he also can slot in up there and not have Guido maybe taking up some balls that would have gone to that position. So I do think that's what I've seen is maybe a reason for saying we've turned a corner from that half season where it felt like if we couldn't play out of a style, we weren't going to get out of it. Yeah. So that, that would be my answer. Anybody else have a good one? I don't know. Some Aiden? You, you know, when you... I agree with everything you just said, but then also when you can work through Corey and when you can work through Augie, and exactly. when you have a Douglas Martinez who's making runs down the side, uh, it adds so much. And it, it, like you said, kind of takes pressure off of each other. Mm-hmm. So like when you have Charlie and Colin playing in there together, it gives each of them a little bit of a security blanket and, yeah. add, and gives them op- options that weren't there before. Um, and then having the guys up top to go to to create and make the plays. And that's part of the reason I think Tumi Moshibane was so uh, impactful tonight is because he was the link. Yeah, and exactly. He was the link that we were missing in the first Outside 30. to inside the box. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, bringing that in and then having guys that can find the net is, is what matters for us. By yeah. the way, you know, the one thing I think we wonder is finding everybody minutes is a little bit of a challenge. If I'm Tumi Moshibani, it'd be really easy to show up against Vegas and go, wait a second, <laughs> I've got eight goals here, yeah. and I'm not in the starting 11. You know, I scored two times, Tumi time times two, <laughs> last time out. Tenaciously. Like, so, you know, and that he comes off and then has that kind of performance, just like right there firing all cylinders, you know, because you do wonder about that. Like, you know, you got guys, and they have agents, and a lot of guys are free agents mm-hmm. at the end of the year, and – 
They're like, hey, like, why, why am I not getting the minutes? Where's here? my you spot? Know, not everybody's yeah. got two-year deals like Jack Blake. No, you know, yeah. not everybody's got multi-year deals at this level. And we're not making shirts of them or you right. know, chance. And yeah, it's like, what? Are we, so, yeah, where's my spot? Yeah. yeah. So it'd be real easy for you know. I mean, think about Alejandro Guido. Like he started three straight matches. You know, it'd been a while since we'd seen that from Alejandro. Yeah. So. You know, you do wonder, and, and you wonder what's going on behind the scenes and, and, you know, how everybody's being managed because, you know, they're thinking about what's happening now match to match, but, you know, they're also thinking about what their future is. So, you know, at least from the outside looking, it doesn't seem like any of that has impacted anybody's performance. Hey, when yeah. you get your opportunity, what's one of the core values of the club? Competition. Yeah. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's it seems to be translating pretty well to the club itself in the, in the feel good be good nature of the landing clubhouse too i think the like hey be good feel good you know even if you're not starting and that will regenerate players in a way that other clubs can i think that that's also what's been nice here is you see other teams where these players especially cross town right managers fail to inspire or players can't find it within themselves to actually change and, and do something different right it's been a long time since we've seen coaching that actually transforms players, I think, just generally <laughs> on, on any club um, across all sports. So it is it is cool to see that some of these players, especially Toomey, who came in from a lower level, who's now extended, right? We've seen yeah. the ascension. Um, the coaching here is working. And I think that it's, you know, we talk about it a decent amount, but it does seem like holistically, whether it's, you know, Matt with the keepers, whether it's Nate with the tactics or, or Landon in terms of the feel-good uh, nature of the, a lot of this, it, it tends to mesh in a way that's really nice. You guys want to know what Landon Donovan had to say tonight? Oh, oh boy. Jordan, yeah. Jordan talked to him. You should, uh, you should have Jordan. Oh, wait, come oh, texting. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no just get over here. Yeah, he's shifting out here. Yeah. My we fellow North tag Parkian. Tag, tag. Tag out. That was a tag out, tag in. Thank you, Darren Smith. <laughs> the legend, the uh, good question master, great question, uh, Jedi. You find Smith. him at D Smith Show on Twitter. Yeah. We are live. Can you just as an introduction? Can you give us a quick uh, to me call, please? Uh, what do you want? To me time? To me time times two? That's Darren said that's it like fourteen times. I know, but I wanted it from you. But I really wanted it from you, Jordan. Two. Thank you. I know. He got but two your tonight. diction is perfect. I mean, that's the the part of it that's just impressive. Yeah? yeah, that's the impressive part. <laughs> that's the part that's impressive. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hi, Jordan. What's happening? Um, what, what did Landon Donovan say? What did he tell you? Oh, nothing. He didn't say anything. At all? Oh, okay. No, no. Did he say why he chose the shirt he chose today? Or no, I didn't no fashion advice? <laughs> all right. I should have asked that question. Was it vague? Was it like uh, hangover inspired? Those are the things we want to know, yeah. Yeah. But, he, uh, no, he talked about Toomey. Said the difference is confidence. Mm -hmm. Took did, him a while to settle in. That's smart. He yeah. pointed out, he's like, there, he's like, nothing serious, but he was dealing with some stuff initially when he got here, and like he's, he's settled in since then. And yeah. It's this is the Toomey they were hoping for. So yeah, yeah, and you can clearly tell because Toomey last season had that same similar type of play, but it just couldn't connect with the net, and that was the frustrating part. He was there, just the last touch didn't either make the he didn't either make the right decision or he played it wide. But now he's a little bit more clinical, and you can tell he's enjoying his play. Actually, earlier in the season, I talked to him when he started uh, playing really well and started scoring, especially against Orange County. I'm like, hey. Do you feel better coming off the bench? Do you feel better starting? What's the deal? He's like, honestly, my job here is to score goals when I'm on the field. So it doesn't matter if I'm subbing in or if I'm starting. That's my job. And so that response in itself just told me a lot yeah. from him. He's, he was what most people said was the most talented player coming in. The coaching staff, you know, kind of leaked to a lot of us like, hey, this guy's special. Like he's, he's a really special player last year. And so we've watched that development happen. And we've kind of keeping an eye on him. I think anybody who had their ear to the ground a bit. And it's, it is neat to see, not just neat, it's it's incredible to see what he's done in terms of not only, I think last year we'd see that he got that last step and he could make a goal, but
but he wouldn't make the goal. Yeah, that's right. And so now he's making the goal happen. And it's like even if he has to walk it in with both of his feet, as he did a couple times a night, you know, that's mm-hmm. it's a skill that he didn't have last year that he now has at this level. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's it, he seems somewhat unstoppable, especially if you do pair him with somebody like Jack, who also has that eye for goal and uh, adds another dynamic. We saw it from Charlie shooting outside the box. It's something that's gone away a lot since Jack left. Uh, the lineup, and it'll give us just another dynamic, especially with some of these keepers that are really tight in uh, and seem to know exactly where the ball is when it comes in on these crosses. Mm-hmm. Instead, hey, if they're pulling up, go over their head a little bit. Corey almost did it tonight, but he, right. he got it back a little bit. So it is interesting to see. Jo- it uh, feels like Toomey's incredibly accurate yeah. lately. I mean, tonight, to be able to shoot one off the goalie's face and get the perfect <laughs> rebound to him so he can slot it home. That yeah. that kind of demonstrates. It's double, it's double, like, it, he literally just, like, shamed him on the way in. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to hit you in the face, get the ball back to my foot, and then throw it in the Because he, he could have scored initially, but yeah. he chose not to. No. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to no. throw this off the goalie's face real quick. Exactly. Yeah. He made that Then choice. I'll tap it home. An extra shot on goal in the stats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Took away Hertz, he took away Hertzog's <laughs> assist, unfortunately. But uh, What's the XG on a goalkeeper face shot? That's what I'm wondering. I want to know what how XG is even accounted for. Uh, you're, you're the guy who works in a video game. You should Correct. have all the stats. <laughs> but I don't now. work for FIFA. Oh, okay. I work for a different this is, one. This is true. Yeah, You can tell us all about it. Like, uh, expected goal is a number. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, totally. But I don't know what it means. Is there expected like, I know what it means means, but I don't know how they get there. Expected hits. Can you tell us about that? Is that yeah, expected stat? runs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. Yeah, expected runs. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun <laughs> podcast. Yeah, no, not, a, not football, baseball How come people? you have such a fancy microphone? I he handed it to well, me. It's actually two balls and a mic microphone, I which have is the mic, you know, from two balls and a mic. Like, so like that's very it. important. Yeah. Why like, do you trust like, him? With it feels that. like holding Darth Vader's microphone. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. It's all good. No, yeah. It's all gonna get sanitized at the end, so it's cool. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's good. He goes. He's got a medical grade sanitizer. Absolutely. Okay. We're playing no games here. Yeah, yeah. We're still seeing if Steve will join us here from Las Vegas for anybody hanging out with us. Uh, the hope is that they will. I believe they're saying goodbye to the players, which uh, priorities here. So. Guys give a hell of a performance tonight, hell of a road trip. Uh, obviously, they're going to go out on Fremont, as Darren told us, and uh, get crazy with all the street performers out there. So, uh, saw some different people trying to skunk or ska, doing some skanking and uh, <laughs> skunking. I said, "What was the what's the pose? Just this? Just this? Yeah. There's some <laughs> of that happening, I think, last night as well. So, uh, yeah. I have no idea what you just. You don't said. know what skanking is? I don't know a lot of the things you or just ska. Said. Ska music. Ska. Yeah, punk with yeah. horns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the verb of, sk- of ska is skanking. skanking. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Just like doing, yeah, whatever that is. I can't do it. Yeah. Interesting. It's not in my bloodstream to do that. No. <laughs> Checkered vans, the whole thing, man. It's a whole thing. It's Warp Tour. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of this loyal team right now going into the last, you know, last couple games essentially like what are you what are you really liking from this team uh, they seem to be getting better at the right time Alejandro Guido's a player that I talked about a lot on the post-match show we can still see more from Guido but what we are seeing is more minutes he scored again tonight if Loyal really want to go deep and make a good run I have a feeling Alejandro Guido is going to be an important piece to that he's not mm. the only piece but you need him going uh, so I love the fact that he seems to be turning it on Toomey isn't turning it off, which is fantastic. That seems to, to go. Augie continues his run. You guys brought up Jack Blake. He's going to return. I think my favorite part about the club right now is the fact that they seem to be preparing and gearing up for a run in the postseason. Anything is possible once you get to the playoffs. I mean, they could lose yeah. the first round very easily. Um, but they seem to be playing 
well at the right time. Yeah, stock trends in town about a month ago. One of the teams was heading very down. That was the team we watched tonight here uh, locally. And then the other team across town was heading up, right? And it seems like they've almost flip-flopped entirely, and that's not what you want to do with the other team was going into their postseason. And here we are in a good spot. So it, it is one of those things where you just – you never know, and you never, you know, a month ago you could feel like, oh, everything's not, you could have seen a world where we finished fourth or we didn't, you know, maybe even didn't make the playoffs in certain regards without a couple wins. So um, it is, it's great to see. It is a, one, of, one of those things where I, I'm not, I'm not counting chickens, but I am saying we're looking at a playoff berth and we're starting to yeah. eye up that home ability to have a home game. 100%. I think a little bit. A loss tonight would have made me feel pretty uncomfortable going down into this stretch because there's just totally. a lot of uncertainty Especially at that point. Especially after the midweek game kind of fell the way it fell, right? Mm-hmm. That, exactly. That's what I found most encouraging about tonight is that it was a bounce back from a loss midweek. The As we mentioned, it was the going down on the road and then coming back for a victory, which hasn't happened in our history yet. That is super encouraging to me because I feel like uh, this season especially, Loyal is a team that can at times let things snowball in a good or a bad way. We started the season 0-4, and and it felt like, when are we going to get the first one? And then we uh, went on a 10-match unbeaten run, and it felt felt like, oh, we're never going to lose again. (laughs) Uh, So bounce, kind of breaking that trend, not letting the road loss snowball into two. And getting the three points, staying in control of our own destiny in the playoff hunt, I think is super important for the club going into the last month of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Tony, what do you, what do you believe to be the most crucial um, change we could make between now and the end of the season, if any? And I'll ask anybody that, I guess. Well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just making sure you have the solid lineup that you want on the field and you're sure of it because you can't have one, two players out there that you're like, you know what, maybe if I throw, because that's what I was afraid of with Douglas Martinez. You know, mm. if it was an injury, okay, that's an injury. But if it was something tactical, then I'd be like, okay, you're making substitutions in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Was it because- That means you made you a just, mistake. Yeah, exactly. Did you make yeah. a mistake? Did you not play it right? Did you just, you know, you saw something that you need to adjust on the fly. So if we can't, you can't afford to do that as you're moving into playoffs because teams are pretty much, uh, you know, no, the cost is going to be a exactly. goal. Yeah, it's going to be a goal or two goals. Yeah. And, and tonight we didn't have a team that could do that. Yeah. Luckily enough, they, they were waving and whacking their way around the, the, around the field. Yeah. But um, you need a polished team is what I'm saying. Yes. Like Because the teams you're going to face are going to be polished. They're going to be informed. They're there for a reason, right? Plan A, plan B, plan C. And exactly. I feel like right now we have a plan A. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is, yeah, I think if we can have a definite, definitive plan B and C to yeah. where we know what the, the order of operations is, your guys is, uh, to give an example, grossly, the Champions League team you, you had in the last uh, year or so. One oh, of you the mean fl- the champions of Europe? What team are we talking well, about? The team is leading the top near the table or whatever. The, but the, the Chelsea Chelsea yeah, Football yeah. Club, yeah, Beautiful. that team that lost today, beautifully. Um, no one watched that match, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was too early. No one woke but up at 4.30. what they had, right, what they had was a lot of talented players, but they couldn't assemble a lineup that felt, and this was conjectured in your fan base for a number of years, you know, for the last two to three years before they figured it out. And it does feel like that is what really changed the tide, was having that consistency, at least, of knowing – this guy's at least going to be up there, and here's our next plan is to pull that person out and put somebody else in, I think. So to me, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. As, as Tony was saying that, I think is having that. Who's our uh, Kai Havertz, I guess, if you will, yeah. uh, sub here, just to make sure that we have that in the in the bank and know what that looks like, I think. And I think, like I said, that may be Toomey, because if, yeah. you start, uh, if you start a lineup and it's a lineup that you want to go ahead and go into the first matchup in the playoffs, you always have that ace in the back of your uh, the back of the pocket. You mm. just say, you know what, it's Toomey time, or... How was it? 
Uh, that was really good. Tumita, or I mean, in Spanish, Robinson in Spanish. Have you caught the Spanish? Yeah. Exactly. Tim yeah. Robinson. Relentless Robinson. It used <laughs> to be Guido coming off the bench. Remember in the middle exactly. of summer, like it yeah. was Guido was it was yeah, his time to was come on sixtieth, seventieth minute, go make a difference in the match. But he seems to like to control that ball in that first 15, 20 minutes. It seems like he, what he loved tonight was getting out there and kind of owning that space. Guido. Yeah, and Landon brought it up. He's also been playing more defensive at times, yeah. back with Charlie Adams and Colin Martin, and that's been a, an important reason why he's been out there for the. The extra minutes from what we've seen from totally Kido. the dispossessions of and, and just controlling the ability for other teams to push through that space has made it very different in terms of the types of looks they get. We still get open at the back, but we're not getting these crazy balls in where it's one guy on nobody. Right, we're getting at least a defender back because he's reading that and giving the other guy either Grant or Yaro a, 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 another second or two to get back when he cuts in on a player. So it, it has been nice to see somebody who's got a. Uh, mindset that kind of tracks the ball in the air and runs to where the ball's going, Wayne Gretzky style, because um, he played with the ball, right? Uh, but, yeah, no, it is nice to see in terms of that midfield, because Charlie does a great job of recycling, but in terms of diagnosing where those passes are coming from, Guido's done an excellent job of, of reading that out and then putting the ball where it needs to be. Sometimes it ran a little bit slow tonight, as we discussed. Yeah. But yeah, it's like three inches of grass. Like I don't know, that that ball was incredibly slow. Yeah, like, it was it just bothering me so much. They were at, they were at the, we were saying the Ryder Cup, right? It looked like they were kicking through the rough uh, <laughs> today. And that's a uh, yeah, it's uh, no whistling straights. That's for sure. I'm well, still dizzy from that broadcast. Oh, the yeah. camera yeah. angles were tough. There was I, some refresh rate issues as well. And I don't know if that's the baseball fields that like it always seems when you watch a USL match on the baseball field, the cameras shake here. And I, I call it high school AV club, but like it's is I think it's just because they're they're further away from the pitch. I don't know what it is. It's just it's quite annoying, and it's something we won't have to deal with watching the match next week in LA. And the pitch quality is also something we won't have to deal with next week in LA. The, the players won't because I, I in conversation with the coaching staff, they told me like yeah on those the big fields in LA we like that we can control the we can control the ball. We don't have to worry about it skipping off a divot like. It's it's not the same. So the the variation in this league of the uh, of the fields they play on is always interesting. What I find weird too, even in Orange County, they built that purpose built beautiful little soccer stadium, and I would copy See and paste it here if we could, you know, and, and, and add a couple stands. But what's interesting is nobody brought a camera there to like test it at the time of like day that they would actually normally be playing matches where the sun mm -hmm. goes directly into the camera lens. Yep. I think what happens at these baseball stadiums similarly is that they have these lights, right? They were set up to light a baseball field. Yep. And because they're lighting at such a weird angle mm -hmm. as to like where the camera's shooting from, I think you do just get this weird yep. almost shutter effect somewhat within the, the frame. So it is, it is interesting uh, to watch some of this stuff. What's your guys' Where's Steve? Uh, Steve is in a parking lot somewhere. He's uh, to answer his daring question. It's gotten extremely debaucherous because they can't even, you know, pick up on the other line of our right. our call here that we've put in for them for the last thirty minutes. But he's playing blackjack somewhere. Yeah, they're already <laughs> at the table. I'm, at yeah, the table. I don't. I'm not. I haven't seen any light up here. Oh no, we got. Or at uh, least for let's a see little what's bit. Going here. Oh, he's trying. He can't connect right now. So we'll mm. see. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We won't throw him too much under the bus. But what is your security? Like, to give us guy down there, get him off the table. Yeah, just stall <laughs> a minute to give him a second here, and then we we can close that if we can't get a hold of him. What is your least favorite places, guys, to uh, watch a match on the television or otherwise? Tacoma was pretty rough earlier this year. Uh, I would honestly Vegas because uh, uh, just what you were saying, the glare was yeah. rough the last game. We didn't have to deal with that today. Um, but, yeah, I honestly, Tacoma is part – I feel bad for the NWSL team that plays there. Yeah. It's insane because it's the same thing. It's just like, really, guys, find something better. Yeah. The 
Oh, I was going to say the one that I can't stand is uh, NYCFC when you watch that game in Yankee Stadium. It just none of it makes sense. No. You're like, this is Yankee Stadium. The whole point of Yankees is baseball. Like, none of this, all of it feels weird. And the way they shoot it, it has it going to, the, like, the back corner, too. So it's just, like, all of the eye move of all the, like, boards. None of it, none of it works. I thought you were going to say the Emirates. Oh, I thought yeah. <laughs> Tony and I could probably agree that the harp. Oh yeah, probably that's, the worst place to watch. Gross. To watch gross, the match yeah. is probably the heart. That's why I, I will oh. not be joining Darren at Bluefoot tomorrow <laughs> morning. Uh, Rodney Strong for life, but I don't know how that guy does it. Uh, I think it's just because usually he gets to watch Arsenal fans cry uh, up front, which is a pretty good job, and they still have to give him money and tip him, so it's a good deal. But uh, it's a little twisted. Yeah, yeah, I like it's it. I like yeah, it's how we come from. Uh, we're masochists at heart, Spurs fans. So, um, but really, it is. Yeah, I'd say there and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Emirates is gross, but it's it's actually just sad to watch matches there because yeah. people are just quiet. They're just so quiet that it's like, man, it was nice when this club had heart. Yeah. Maybe they should go back to the high. Oh, wait, it's apartments now. Um, <laughs> no, but I, what's your what's your favorite USL environment then to keep it positive and maybe end on a positive note here? I mean, do I have to be a homer? Because, I mean, it has to be sad. Not, not Torero Stadium. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, honestly, I have to say that from what I've seen and I've been exposed to now with fans and in, in that environment, mm. I, I have to say that, um, Jesus Christ, I have to give it to Phoenix, man. Oh, please. Ooh. I know. Did look, you, you, went, look you went to that I, stadium. I have to admit that one day I heard we it smells of like farts. It does. But the, but the, the smell just, you know, on, it's not smell of it. Oh, they're shit. being burrito farts. They're good yeah. farts. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I wish I know you're trying. I know I, I, just, I said the forbidden word. That's why Steve's not joining. Um, but <laughs> no, disgusted. I mean, if we can again in that same sense in the same vein of uh, Orange County, just copy paste that. Yeah. Here in San Diego is what I, what I envision, right? Like that's what I want in here is less zonies, but that same sort of environment that that facility. We'd have to build the stadium in Yuma to or duplicate Saquon, that. or on the Indian Reservation. Over, yeah. yeah, over in Pine Valley. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, exactly. Pine Valley Loyal. How about you, that? You drive through Alpine. the desert for half an hour, nothing's around you, then all of a sudden there's this random stadium. And, and you know, for all, for all the crap I've talked on uh, USL teams playing in baseball stadiums, there are two that do it well, and they're both in the in the same division of the Western Conference. That's New Mexico United and El Paso Locomotive. That is very true. Both uh, are beautiful both of to watch. Both them are beautiful. They look good. The crowd looks good. New Mexico specifically, they draw terrifically there uh, i'm not just saying this because i'm friends with their commentator but he's great at his job <laughs> yeah uh, shout out tyler ortega um who'll be i mean he's he's no jordan or, or jack no yeah. he isn't but he's a spurs fan so uh, and, and he's, uh, he's a good dude then. and he's a great dude and he's oh. called multiple goals of the week recently <laughs> for new mexico and uh they are one of those I, I only bring him up because they're one of the few baseball stadiums that looks actually decent on broadcast so it uh, is, and, and it, it's, it's a great vibe. It's going to be a love fest when they come out here in a I few agree. weeks. It's going to be real fun. We, we've all so kind of excited. circled that a bit. So we're real excited to see those guys. I think baseball's dead to me, by the way. It's it's, oh, yeah. it's done. It doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's also dead to San Diego. Our exactly. Playoff That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It's dead to me. Like. For all I for all I care, this was also a sixty game season, and that's where it ended. <laughs> I think the team that played the season also felt the same way, Tony. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, El Paso is a great place to watch a game too. It just it seems like it jumps off the screen with that Chihuahua Stadium yep. and and everything that's there, and I, I I love that town, so it's it's a good shout. 
Any other Jordan? You you actually got to go to Phoenix. Do you think it's all it's cracked? It's up definitely not Phoenix. Phoenix is all not right, the answer. Good. No, it is not the answer. I did not enjoy that. I like LA Galaxy yeah. two playing in a just empty, you know, <laughs> uh, StubHub <laughs> Center, whatever it's called. These dignity health like, park. Yeah, fans. Lack of dignity. We don't want park, you. That's what I call it. We don't um, want you. Good shot was Louisville over there. Louisville's uh, beautiful. That yeah. is that is the stadium That's I would like. Yes, I would love to do that. And I think um, Sacramento's on the list. Yeah. I would like to take a take in a match there. Yeah, now, I I think the, what they did there was perfect. That's what we're trying to do with the mission uh, or the midway project, right? Would be something similar to that. What they've done in Sacramento with a temporary stadium that's on a land that supports it, kind of with parking infrastructure and everything else. So, uh, with that, I haven't seen back from Steve. I think that they're struggling. I'm going to let him. I'm going to call it. And uh, By struggling, we mean yeah, having a great time. Yeah, I don't think they're having any problems Vegas. whatever. But I think they're uh, if they're running a podcast it. in Vegas on a Saturday night at whatever time it is. He's doing <laughs> Vegas wrong. That's that's what I'm feeling. I feel like we're taking away from their Vegas. At I this agree point. with you. So I wanted to get him maybe right after, but. Uh, well, yeah, it's the first time he's uh, traveling without a child. That so, is, I mean, their baby is, the yeah, left the yeah. baby at home. <laughs> no cares, no worries yeah, at all. He's not coming back. We might, we might not see him again. I might be president now. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Who knows? Actually, I think it goes to Lydia. I think that's how this works. I think it's... <laughs> It's like a monarchy kind of, um, but no, <laughs> no. What kind of we, system do you guys have? Uh, I, I got to read the bylaw. Jerry wrote him, man. He's, he's got some good stuff in there. So yeah, it's, uh, it'll be, it'll be great to get everybody back, but it'll be fun to hear all those stories uh, next week here, I guess on the podcast, but thank you everybody for who joined us and, and listened through this uh, rambling post show. This was fun though. It was good to get the canned react. This is the pa- real passion yeah of the evening i mean with the thousands of fans still here you know it's, it's, they've, it's, they've it's been very hard. silent and uh they're finally talking we're finally turning so, oh the applause signs were broken that's what we're now hearing we're hearing the applause signs were broken i think that was part of the issue but it is it's amazing how people they can pack in here the thousands and thousands darren thank you for joining us jordan thank you darren. thank you for joining weston thank you for hanging out the whole time man this has been fantastic guys this has been bucket list for me since uh since i went to the first ever locals meeting so i'm very very uh, very excited and happy to be be a part of this. So yeah. thank you so much for allowing it. Is he allowed to talk about the team? I don't know. I'll check with my boss. <laughs> Is he going to get in trouble for I, this podcast? To be fair, I think he like did a really good job of almost sounding negative, but then like didn't say anything actually negative. It's I think he should get a promotion Smart. for that. I think it's uh, yeah. yeah. He, I gotta I gotta bite my tongue a lot more at uh, when I'm at uh, public watch parties than when I do uh, when I talk <laughs> about the about the club just myself. I, I have high expectations. I think he sold some tickets tonight, so you're doing your job just yeah, fine. That, hey, that's always that's always the goal. We got to fill up Torero. I don't right. I don't I don't do it for uh, any sort of commission check or do it because I for because I'm good at my job. I do it because I want to fill. Torero, he so. genuinely loves it, folks. He is somebody who just loves what he does, and I I've, I love watching you work, man, because you're always smiling and always enjoying what you're doing. So it's a good break from that Tottenham, isn't it? Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's huge. You can yeah. actually find joy in this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's mentally necessary. Right. I feel you. It's less soul sucking, but it's you know it, it's beautiful. So Weston, this man, so much. this man right here beat me. I wanted to be the first person to wear SD Loyal gear in the brand new uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he beat me to it. So now, you now when you walk in, they'll be like, oh, "We've already seen this." Guy well, yeah, before. exactly. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. They actually but, let uh, me lead part of the tour. It got really weird when we got in the NFL part. They were like, "You're American. You can talk about this sport." And I was like, "Okay." So yeah, it is pretty are. cool. You're able to get a locals jersey on that rooster on top of your stadium. I don't know how you got all the way to the top and found a way to actually do that. Yeah, like he actually was Madonna, like, I'll, "He's like, this is a nice change. I'll wear this." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Green my color it's 
good. It actually looked good on us. Uh, Tory Green's what we were wearing when we won our most important game, I guess, I guess the last century. So that's that's right. It's, like a, it's a good color for, for Spurs. But Tony, as a Chelsea fan, uh, I'll stop talking about Spurs right now and say thank you so much for helping uh, put on this little extravaganza tonight. Thank you so much, man. Whose podcast were we on? The, We'll figure that out two later. Balls, <laughs> two balls and a local. Two balls and a local, yeah. Single. But yeah. no, it's... uh No, Tony, thank you so much, man. And thank, yeah, thank you, everybody who's hung out and keyed in. Darren's going to pop... Darren, you going to pop in here? No? No. no. Just waving. Okay. <laughs> For people who are on the video, which is not... We have comments? There's a lot of people watch this stuff back sometimes. Yeah, the funniest part... We'll, we'll, we'll kind of play through some of these here at the end here, guys. But why are we in a CIA ter- interrogation room? This is why, why are you have we? to watch. Yeah, it's a good question. yeah no, it's very yeah. dark. Uh, part of this is why Darren and Jordan had a giant array of lights, like a forerunner or any large SUV with those like giant off-road lights shining in their face uh, when they were doing their broadcasts because this room is perceptively dark with all the shadows. If you're Batman, this is a great room to hide in. So that's <laughs> partially why. Um, yeah, they broke baby Brock off. He broke off. That is true. He broke off. He gone. From the Brockoffs. And Eric was here tonight, and he's already commenting. I love that. So hopefully driving safe, everybody. That comment from Jason is totally spot on. When Landon joined us after the match, he's like, that was a terrible performance. Like, we were really bad. And, like, Toomey had a couple flashes, and he saved us, and we really did not deserve a lot tonight. He was not happy with the performance. I think I think they were sloppy. I think that's that's one way to put it. We were we were being nice here on the reaction pod. I think we're all pumped up from these delicious stone beers to give some – some very positive vibes, but to be, it is. It's playoff land. He's dialed in. He's wants to win a championship, and that guy takes no shit. So that's yeah. fun to hear. I, I love that. Who is the drunkest here? No one really, Affy, because we're all yeah, driving no. home, man. We're all very responsible. I think everybody Incredibly left. Incredibly responsible. Who was, who was drunk earlier. There was definitely a couple guys who I tried to get on the podcast. Not going to name names, but the people who have other podcasts in town uh, who weren't, weren't going to hang out because they were having too much of a Ew. good time. Other Tell people them. have podcasts. And Say it. Them. It's not our podcast, so we don't care. Say don't, it, Drew. I don't even know whose podcast that. this is. Yeah. I, they're not people who do marketing for other organizations. No, he was great. But uh, there was somebody else who was trying to get on the podcast who was definitely like, I'm not coming on. This is I'm, too, I'm having too much of a good time. So We got Jordan and Darren, so it was yeah. an upgrade. At, at and to be fair, Steve, Steve Austin is that guy. So we're going to throw Steve <laughs> under the bus because he's having a great time. But love you all. Thank you so who? much. Who did you want? Um, I Come wanted on. Bucko 9 to close us out. Tony. <laughs>